Hi, I'm Mike Tom with Colleen Hood. Welcome back to Connections. Today's guest started washing dishes at the age of 13. That was his introduction to the restaurant industry. Now, okay, you might think washing dishes wouldn't exactly cause a teenager to fall in love with something, but for Steve Palmer, he says it was love at first scrub. (laughs) (laughs) He's a successful restaurateur now, but it wasn't all fun and games that led him down that path. He'll share his story of success and his struggles, including addictions and how he now helps others coming up today. Steve Palmer owns several restaurants in the United States. He also has written a book about his experiences of addiction in that industry and overcoming those addictions. First of all, tell us a little bit about uh, your own struggle. The book's based off of uh, addictions and the restaurant business. Tell us about your own journey with addiction. Yeah, sure. So, you know, I'm uh, I'm somebody that um, had a fairly traumatic childhood, lost a father at 10 um, started drinking at 11 and was homeless by 15, um, addicted to drugs, living on the streets in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, found the restaurant business, thankfully, and I, and I talk a lot about it in my book. I, you know, I found the restaurant business and what I found was a place of acceptance, a place of, uh, camaraderie and a place of belonging. And I found that, you know, hospitality, taking care of other people, was something that I really loved. And, um, you know, addiction was the, the industry, sort of the elephant in the room for a long, long time has has been that, you know, we work hard, party hard. Yeah. The sort of bad boy chef image is, has been celebrated. Uh, and I was, I was very fortunate that I was the product of an intervention in 2001. I was running a restaurant in Charleston, South Carolina and had the ownership, you know, basically come to me and say, listen, you have a choice. You can clean out your office or you can go to rehab. Um, and I don't know why that day I chose to go to, to, I chose to, to get the help that I needed. Because, you know, I say it all the time, addiction is one of the only diseases that tells you you don't have a disease. And what I mean by that is cancer patients aren't walking around saying, I don't have cancer, but alcoholics are walking around saying, I don't have a problem all the time. Oh, that's so, I never thought of that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's millions of alcoholics who think they don't have a problem, I mean, and, and and so, you know, it's, it's a, it's a really insidious disease. And I, and I think about that day. I don't know why I chose to get help that day, but I'm super grateful that I did. Steve, what was it like when you, when you first got sober? I got sober 18 years ago. And at the time, you know, our industry, not drinking and being in the restaurant business was almost unheard of. And, um, it, it, it was a little, I was a little bit of an anomaly. Uh, and it was kind of a lonely, uh, walk through sobriety in the early in the early days, and you know I, um, I but but I love the business and it's all I've ever done. I love the theater of restaurants. I love taking care of people, um, and that kind of moved us. You know, flash forward to three years ago, I had an employee that um, a chef who we didn't know was struggling. Uh, his name was Ben Murray. Uh, and he had come and was helping. He was helping us open a, re- a restaurant uh, remotely, and we had put him up in a hotel room. And um, he stopped coming to work one day, and he uh, unfortunately shot him and killed himself in the hotel room. And we had 
you know, the, 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 the really heartbreaking thing is that we had no idea he was struggling at all. And depressed and Ben is not two words you would have associated with each other. Um, you know, he, he, and, and the even sadder irony is in that kitchen on opening night, were three chefs that were in recovery. There were three chefs that were sober that would have done anything to help Ben uh, if he would have just asked. And I was so struck in that moment by, you know, what was it? Is it is it the culture at large that we don't ask for help or how much of this is the restaurant culture, the kitchen culture, the sort of macho chef? Um, and and I really wanted to to find a way to honor Ben's life. Uh, you lost a friend, Ben, who died by suicide. You said you really wanted to find a way to honor his life. You've done just that. What are you doing? So I founded a nonprofit called Ben's Friends, um, and it's a weekly support group in Charleston that is run by sober people in the restaurant business, and and it, the the aim and the goal is to help people in uh, achieve sobriety that are struggling with addiction. And what we didn't couldn't have foreseen was shortly thereafter Anthony Bourdain of of course killed himself. Right. Yeah, and that was when I, I think you know he was the voice for so many chefs. Um, he was the guy that could articulate what it felt like to be a chef, what it felt like to cross cultures with food, and you know it, it was it's, it's suddenly almost overnight there was this this spotlight. The New York Times started calling. The Wall Street Journal started calling. Everybody suddenly wanted to know about Ben's friends. And so I'm really, you know, proud to say that Ben's friends by February 1st will be in 16 states in the U.S. So it's become a movement. Um, we're, you know, we just launched in Seattle and there were 38 people at the first meeting. Uh, we launched in Columbus, Ohio and there were 49 people at the first meeting. So, our industry is really going through this sort of wake-up call, um, and 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 I'm so grateful because there there it, it has been the elephant in the room, and you know people are dying, and and our industry is I say this all the time we spend every night taking care of other people, we're just now learning how to take care of ourselves. What is it about the restaurant industry that is resulting in so many of you? Um, dealing with addiction and mental health problems. Obviously, you're saying there is a change, but what is causing this amongst the restaurant sure. industry? Well, I think it's it's a little, um, you know, so the restaurant business is high stress. I mean, there's no question. Um, it's high adrenaline, which is why a lot of us are drawn to it. Um, you know, and, and you get off work, and it's 11 or 12 o'clock at night, right? I mean, the rest of the world gets off work, and it's 5 in the afternoon. Um, so the, the, the easy, let's go out drinking, let's go blow off steam because we're all jacked up on adrenaline. We've just served 300 people. And, uh, this is the way not only that we sort of de-stress, but it's also that social connection that we all crave. You know, we go relive the count, the, the battles of the night and there's this, uh, really sort of sense of common purpose. And we went through the storm together um, I, I always say this, you know, I, I, I'm certainly never suggesting, nor would I ever, that the restaurant business makes people alcoholics. I was, I had all of the personality traits, uh, all of the addictive personality stuff long before I, I found the business. Um, but I think it is an environment where high stress, high adrenaline, and boom, now it's 11 o'clock at night. 
while we blow off steam by going to the local bar. Um, and that's just been the time-honored tradition. Thankfully, all of that is changing now, and, I, and it's really great to see. And not just through addiction. Uh, Kat Kinsman with Food & Wine Magazine launched uh, Chefs with Issues, a website that's a forum for mental health. Um, some of our Ben's Friends chairs in Austin, Texas, and Portland are starting run clubs. Um, so there's, it's not just about drugs and alcohol. There's this real wake-up call about if we're going to work 12 to 14 hours a day, we've got to learn to take care of ourselves. We've got to learn. Because I don't think the business is going to change. Um, I think what what is required is how we how we as employees and owners and chefs and how we how we interact with the business. You said years ago you were kind of a rarity being sober and not drinking at all, but so you see now that's changing quite as quite a bit as well and oh, yeah, more it's common. Changing, it's changing. Yeah, it's changing rapidly and it's really awesome to see and you know, to the to the degree that Ben's friends can be a part of that change, then you know, listen, the restaurant business has given me everything that I have in my life and and so, uh, you know, leaving it better than I found it at the end of my career, I mean, what a better legacy. You couldn't want a better legacy than that. I've been super blessed with, you know, business success and busy restaurants, but helping people in the industry is there's nothing that's more more important to me. I think a lot of people, we all know somebody who's struggling with addiction, Um Maybe, first of all, like you mentioned about Ben, everybody was surprised to find out he was struggling. Are there any, like, warning signs or little things for those that we can pick up on? Yeah, you know, I think it's, um, I think the real sort of red flags are the volatile emotional state. Somebody that used to be fairly happy-go-lucky, now they're flying off the handle for no apparent reason. Um, they're late for work. Um, sleeping at odd hours, um, all of these kind of, you know, suddenly unreliable people that used to, hey, I'll meet you here at 4 o'clock, they show up at 4.30 or they don't show up at all. You know, just that kind of erratic, unpredictable behavior. Um, it's, it's been my experience that there's usually, not 100% of the time, of course, but but most often, drugs and alcohol are somehow inter, intertwined in that kind of behavior. So if we do know someone that is struggling, uh, how what should we do and where can they get help? So, uh, you know, I always say, uh, listen, have the uncomfortable conversation. Um, it, it's our human nature, right? We don't want to have uncomfortable conversations. E- and even though you may not get the result you'd hope for you. Maybe that person isn't ready to look at their problem yet. Um, you could be planting a seed. You could be planting a seed that when the third person has the conversation, they go, you know what? A lot of people in my life are telling me about this. I need to take a look at it. Um, so that's the first thing. I, you know, there, there are, there's, the help is there. That's the beautiful thing about the recovery community. Um, there are people that are sober that want nothing more than to help other people get sober. So the help is there. Uh, you know, the 12-step communities are they're in every yellow pages, and AA is on every street corner in, in the world now, thankfully. So there is help. Um, for our industry, bensfriendshope.com. Um, also, chefswithissues.com are two great resources for Starting the journey, uh, and again, there are people on the other side of those websites that have no ulterior motive except to help people get better. 
uh, and and I and again, I, I know I've said it a lot, but I, I love that we're collectively as a society having this moment where it's okay to not be okay. We're sort of removing the shame of mental health because it's real and it affects millions of people. So there's no reason to be ashamed of it. The only shame is is it not you know somebody not getting the help they need. Tell us about your book, Say Grace, how the restaurant business saved my life. It kind of caught my eye because often we hear the opposite, right? The restaurant business caused me addiction, but right. you've written a book right. saying the opposite. It's my. It really is my love letter to the business because for all of the criticisms, there are loving, generous, wonderful, wonderful souls that I mean, I literally would not be on the phone with you today if the people in the restaurant industry had not loved me when I couldn't love myself. And and I think that needs to be celebrated. You know, there's been so much negative press in the last couple of years. The Me Too movement has obviously hit our industry in a big way. And by the way, I, I would almost be willing to bet drugs and alcohol are also always in that scenario. Um you know, there's just been so much negative press that that I I uh, I just I love the business and and there's so many wonderful people and I just I'm in the in in a small way that I can I'm trying to tell that story instead of a negative one. What's the response been like since you've released this book? So it was number it was the number one new release on Amazon and nice. I uh, to be honest with you I uh, I've been a little surprised. Um, I, you know, I'm not an author. I'm a restaurant guy. This is the only book I'll ever write. Um, but it, it, thousands of people are reading the book. I'm getting emails from people, uh, people that need help, people that know people that need help. So the response has been amazing, a little bit overwhelming, uh, to be honest, but, uh, it's been amazing. Some people are listening today and they're struggling with addiction right now, whether they're in the restaurant industry or not. Uh, but in the midst of addiction and listening, what do you say to those people? Know that recovery is possible. I, I am not someone you would have bet on to stay sober. I promise, had you known me back in the day. Um, and also, you know, fear, I say this all the time. Fear keeps people drunk. Well, you know, what will my life be like without alcohol? What will I do? What will I? And and that fear of the unknown has kept more people sick. You know, know that there is a life beyond your wildest dreams. I'm a partner in 24 restaurants. Yeah, there, that a life beyond your wildest dreams is is there. You just have to put the bottle down. Thank you so much. Very powerful. And, uh, yeah, great uh, to hear your story and share it with us up here. Thank you. Thank you so much for your interest. Remember, if you want to listen to the full conversation, you can always do that on your radio station's website. And you can find us on iTunes and Google Play Music. Now just search for Connections.